Welcome to the first episode of Scratch Quest. My name's Andrew Gleason. I've got two of my good friends with me, Johnny Esther and Joe Billick. Guys, what's up? Hola. What's, what's happening? What's up, guys? <laughs> so, Scratch Quest, in a nutshell, and we'll go into more detail in future episodes, but in a nutshell, the three of us go way back. We've known each other for 20 years, 20 plus years, and we're all kind of on the same obsession um chasing down the insurmountable dream of becoming a scratch golfer yep i think chubb said it best there in the intro give that shit up concentrate on golf that's That's where we're at right now we have narrowed our focus (laughs) big time (laughs) all right well what about the uh super bowl that was a big day of sports yesterday we had Dude, the waste management in the Super Bowl, like, that's the best sports day. Seriously. It was a great day. Finally, <laughs> in, the, in February, there was something to watch on TV. It was it was great. However, I missed most of it because my wife had me moving furniture and kids had me. <laughs> during the Super Bowl? Out. Not during the Super Bowl, but uh, oh, I was trying to lock tournament? in. Oh, man, I was trying to lock in on the waste management. and I literally looked at my wife and I said, babe. Speed's falling apart. Kepka is 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 about to pull this thing out. I, I got to go watch. She goes, "Who's Kepka?" I was like, it's Brooke. <laughs> "Brooks Kepka, come on!" You I'm about to do it. a golf podcast. You got to get in the know. Yeah. You just don't get it, do you? Right. So I caught it. I caught the chip in. I caught the chip in that pretty much sealed the deal, and then uh, yeah, locked it in for the Super Bowl. So it was, it was a good day. What about Speed falling apart, man? You guys think he'll ever uh, ever win again? I think this was a huge step forward for him. I mean, I think so too. Yeah, it was. It was tight. I'm gonna be honest. He's been a whiny little bitch for the past like two years since he hasn't won anything. <laughs> and seeing him like pointing at the crowd, did you guys see that whole story where he's like, there was some dude dressed up as Borat in the crowd who was getting arrested when he was going to make that putt, and he was like, "I'm gonna jump in the water if you make this putt," and like. <laughs> Spieth made the putt and pointed at him and told him to jump in the water, but the cops came down and arrested him before he could do it. Oh, <laughs> Shit was getting a little rowdy on Saturday out there. That was for yeah. sure. Would they limit the the uh, attendance to? I mean, it still looked seemed like there was a lot of people there. Yeah, they it was way down though. I mean, all those aerial shots you would see where there would be just fairways lined with people or, or people walking around in the open areas. There wasn't anybody there. They were and all you, like at the 17, 18, 16th hole. And Johnny, you've really. you played that course before, right? Like the, the couple days before the tournament? Dude, I played in the Pro-Am out there. Yeah, it was badass. Um, Obviously, you were not the pro. You were the am, right? Uh, very amateur, yeah. yes. What but it was actually it? cool, man. You, like you landed on 16 green though, right? So I hit the green on 16. Dude, we're walking down there. So it's, I mean... It was 
this isn't the big pro-am. This was like the pre-pro-am. Like to get into that big Wednesday pro-am, you got to be famous basically or pay like 50 grand or something. We were in the uh, the well, average hey, Joe pro-am. Hey, the, you do the- have a mildly <laughs> successful podcast on the rise. So there is that. I know, <laughs> right? But dude, it's 16. So I hit the green and like there's not very many people in a stadium because like I said, it's the pre-pro-am. And um Dude, there's like four old ladies in the front row and they're just dogging everybody. Just like, <laughs> you suck. You guys are losers. Right. And just like letting everybody have it. So I kind of got a little taste of what the pros experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking old ladies giving me shit. Uh, hey guys, uh, speaking of pros, I think yeah. we have a uh, resident pro on the line. We've got one. Let's bring on. Resident Pro to Scratch Quest, Ben Schwaterer. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So, Benny, we got introduced uh, when when Joe and I first made our transition from uh, out, out of baseball and into golf. You were the first one that gave us lessons. Yeah, lucky me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell? You made a lot of money. <laughs> I just, I How am I going to polish these two turds? <laughs> right, right. No, it was a it was a great introduction. I mean, you know, I I've said all along when I was teaching, you know, if I could get uh, guys that were halfway athletic, I could make them, you know, successful golfers. So, getting you guys out there was a, a blessing for me, you know, compared to what I saw on a daily basis. So. What about the fathletic man? Because I refer Oof. to myself as fathletic. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen many people swing it as hard as uh, Joey B. So that's that, was, sure. that was a plus. Uh, I will take Deshambo on any club head speed, any day, <laughs> any time. I'm yeah, telling you, saucy. Oh with boy, a, with a it might be a little saucy, but I don't think you're too far off of it. Ben, how long were you a golf pro? Uh, seven years. So I taught for seven years. Hey, so during that seven year period, I mean, how terrible did it get? Because you were just saying, if I could get an athlete out here, I mean, what's like the worst person you had to uh, teach? Like, day one, let's hear it. (laughs) So you got, there's a whole gamut, right? I mean, you've got the 70 year old man that bitches because he doesn't hit seven iron 175 yards. And I'm like, Pop, you haven't hit that seven iron one seventy five since like fifty two. Calm down, <laughs> right? And then you, and then you got the eighty year old woman who shoots one hundred and twelve every time she pegs it, and she's like, Oh yeah, that sweetie, I played so well today. I'm so happy with myself. I'm I like, think, uh, I think Andrew and I played behind that lady the last time we were <laughs> yeah. out at Mirror Lake. <laughs> you, you it took you us did, three and a half sure. hours to to play nine, and I looked at Andrew yep. and said, Oh, dude, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's all over the map at these kind of clubs. I mean, it, it's a private club, but you've got, you know, everything from legit scratch mini tour guys to, you know, 80-year-old women that can't bust 110 in her, in her best day. So, you get everything out there. It's rough. What, what would you say is the – out of everybody you taught, like what's the biggest difference between amateurs and guys that are down in the single digits, low scratch – golfers yeah i would i mean obviously the easiest piece right is short game i mean the guys that are out there are gonna shoot par better basically every time they peg it those are the guys that you know make a lot of putts they get it up and down from anywhere around the green but i I think the caveat to that right is they don't lose golf balls for one 
and secondly, their um, proximity to the flag and their approach shot. Right. So they're not they're not missing too many greens. They're hitting it within 25, 30 feet of the flag most times. And, you know, it's a lot easier to shoot par better when you hit 15 greens in regulation. But short game is the absolute hands down answer. That's that's what makes you a scratch golfer. If anybody's trying to drop five shots on their handicap real quick, they need to find the practice area, the short game practice area, and stay there for a year. All right, guys, I'm gonna go chip. I'll see you. <laughs> so you're what saying time? more? Uh, sorry, Andrew. Saying more chipping or more putting, or is it just a balance between those two? Uh, I would say. You know, sixty forty putting and chipping. Sure. Yeah. And and when I say chipping, I'm I'm saying anything inside of ten yards around the green, fifteen yards around the green. Yeah. 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 So, so I guess you would encompass a little bit of pitching in there as well, but mostly around the green chipping. I mean, you've got to get it up and down. If you're five, six, eight feet off the green, you've got to get that down into. If we're trying, if, if we're trying to get to scratch, that is. I was going to ask, what are your some of your favorite drills around the green, putting drills, chipping? Yeah, so putting drills, uh, I was a pretty uh, pretty simple-minded guy. I felt like uh, speed was probably my, my number one weakness uh, as a player, so I really focused on that. Uh, basically, I would take my putter, lay it on the green uh, in increments three feet from the hole and do that out to 30 feet. And I would hit a putt from every tee, and I made a box behind the hole that was two feet by two feet, basically. And if the putt didn't go in, it had to stay in the box. If it stayed in the box, I got to, you know, move back to the next tee. And I had to get through all 30 feet of putts without missing or hitting it outside of the box before I could stop. So that was probably my number one putting putting drill. And then there's another, the hurricane drill, which, you know, if you picture a hurricane around the hole basically make the hardest putt your last putt and it was like a usually a seven foot downhill left to right putt just basically the most uncomfortable putt for a right hander and you had to make all of them without missing before you could walk away so those two two drills putting were probably my favorite chipping was more repetition you know learning what club to use um you know how how to play different shots with different clubs. You know, I was I was always an advocate of bump and runs, you know, nine iron, eight iron, and then learning to play kind of a little bump and run with a 60 from a shorter distance. So just being versatile around the greens, that was that's the key. But all of that just comes with repetition. So I was one that would dump a shag bag of balls out there, about 300 balls, and I would chip every one of them five or 10 times when I was really working at it. What, uh, <clears throat> Benny, let's say average guy, right? Me, Andrew, mm-hmm. Johnny, you know, we got kids, we got wives, we got jobs. We get an hour and a half to go out. Our uh, pets' heads are falling off. Yeah, yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we get an hour and a half. What's, like, the ideal breakdown of, a like, a schedule, right? Because I, I felt like this year, although I have yet to break 80, I, I literally, I think I, I didn't shoot in the 90s one time this year I was like low, mid to low eighties all year and I could not get over the barrier. But one of the big things that changed for me was I actually put down on paper, like a practice schedule. So if I have, you know, 90 minutes, right. Which is about as long as my kids will take a nap. So, you know, if I can put my kids down for a nap and go to the range for 90 minutes, what's the breakdown 
that's going to benefit someone like me and Andrew and Giant, a guy that's like, you know, a, a seven to a 12 handicap, you know, we yeah. get 90 minutes. Let's Attempting say, scratch quest. Yeah. <laughs> three, three to four times. I mean, there were, during the midst of the summer, I was out there almost every day. I mean, you know, take a lunch break during work and, you know, take an hour here. Or even if I had 30 minutes, like I would, I'd drop the kids off and then I'd swing by and go chip, you know, a hundred balls and then go answer, you know, on conference calls, but 90 minutes, what's your breakdown? Um, I would say 60, 30 short game and iron play. Uh, every, you know, when I was teaching, everybody comes to range like, Oh, I need a driver lesson. My irons are terrible, but it was that, it, was that me. Oh, uh, it, yes, it was. It actually was. You're right. right. So but, I got I got this new Sasquatch Nike. I want to break yeah, in. That's it. That's it. But th- that's the thing. Is like the seven iron directly translates to your driver. Right. Okay. The swing's not any different. The golf club's different. So if I can get you to hit a seven iron, you can hit a driver. But um, I, I would definitely say sixty thirty. Right. Not to get off track. I think sixty sixty minutes spent on that short game stuff. Maybe forty minutes putting. Twenty chipping. And then move into your, you know, wedges for 15 minutes and then bump up to like a six or seven iron, hit that for 15 minutes. And I'd say call it a day at that. If you got an hour and a half, I think that's a pretty good workout. I, I even, when I go to the range, I rarely pull driver. How do you make 40 minutes of putting fun? Because bending Um, over hitting putts for 40 minutes sounds just brutal to me. Yeah, no, it it really is. And that's, I mean, that's the hard part, right? I mean, hitting balls is way more fun, uh, way more rewarding. Absolutely watch balls fly so i get it i mean i think a lot of it is just kind of getting in your own world find a find a podcast uh like this one and listen to that you're putting (laughs) all four versions of the first episode we've that's right yeah no find a podcast or you know a good playlist that you guys are into you know put headphones in and just get to work i mean that's that's the biggest thing is just being able to get into like a you know altered state in your mind and just you know block everything out and get to work that's really how you just you get it done on the putting green there's no easy way to do it you just got to do the drills do the reps and work through it so benny's kind of like my soundboard um whether i play good bad or indifferent i'll usually hit him up every other round or so and talk through it and um we've been talking a lot about putting lately can you explain your uh the metronome putting and kind of what the purpose of that is yeah yeah i mean uh i think obviously seth uh one of my old students who was a uh, really really good putter arguably one of the one of the better putters i ever saw in person and he taught me a lot of what i know about putting uh he would probably be the best person to talk on this he introduced me to the metronome but anybody that's played a musical instrument knows that a metronome obviously keeps keeps rhythm right so Basically, my thought process is the putting stroke needs to be equal front and back. There is a degree of or a few degrees of face rotation in the putter face. Um, in my simple mind, I want to eliminate as much of that putter face rotation as possible while keeping the, the stroke in time with the metronome. So basically, I find, a, I find a tempo on that metronome that works with my stroke that I can tick tock back and forth with the putting stroke. and stand there and hit putts that way. I mean, it just, you know, really gets me in rhythm. And I feel like when I get in rhythm with a putter that eliminates, you know, half of the variables out there, if, if I can eliminate the speed variable and stay in rhythm with my putter, now I'm just looking at lines and reading greens and I can get super aggressive with putts at that point. 
Do you ever do you ever play with the ball position in your stance when you're putting? I mean, I watched a thing on Tiger where he likes the he likes that ball to be off the front heel because he wants that putter face on the up swing. Up swing. Yep. Right. Because he yeah. yeah. So uh, very rarely do I move it, right? I think one, you know, successful putters or you know halfway successful putters or players even, you kind of find what works and it you just stay there. So basically for me, it's one putter head inside of my left foot or my instep of my left foot, yeah. and uh, that's that's my most successful ball position. And you know, shoulder width with the stance, my feet are square, my hips are square to the target, shoulders are square, and eyes basically over or just inside the ball. So, you know, you, Joe, you just alluded to Tiger and Ben, you were talking about finding your line, just seeing lines and getting in rhythm. You no, know, I saw something else about Tiger. He says, I put to a picture. I don't even know what the hell that means. Like, uh, could you explain what that means and kind of just relate, like give us kind of your breakdown on, you know, it's how, how you go about reading a green. Yeah. Reading a I mean, putt? I think I- yeah, I think we can all agree Tiger's a different human being. So putting to a picture absolutely is above my pay grade, right? Sure. Um, but <laughs> I guess for me, uh, basically when I'm reading greens, right, I need to see slope from a couple different angles. I need to know uphill, downhill. And then, um, you know, there's a couple ways to do it. A lot of people have gotten into this aim point. You see, I think Adam Scott has done it with some relative uh, success. The finger uh, thing? Yep, the finger thing, right? Where they stand looks, right over top of their ball, and they're yeah, it you looks know. cool when you're doing it. But I, I do it, and I'm like, I it's the hole's right there. I'm just gonna put it over there. I don't know. <laughs> so you're like Tiger. You're like yeah. Tiger. You just put to the picture, huh? Well, yeah. So, so I basically when I <laughs> when I read this uh, when I'm reading the green here, I'm I'm basically behind the ball and just trying to obviously envision the line my ball needs to roll on to go in the ball. So I basically just see a black line on the green that. I'm trying to trace with my ball. Now I got into aim point for a little while. The hard part with aim point is being able to judge the degrees of slope with your feet. Being able to feel that takes a lot of practice and, you know, going through that routine. But Seth and I did that for a couple of years and mildly successful. But, you know, I, I think. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Every time I get on a, on a green and I'm about to putt, I literally just hit the button in my mind that says Tiger Vision. Is I just I'm keyed into <laughs> Pete, like t- Tiger Woods 2001, and I'm just like, oh, there's the line right there, and it just I hear the heartbeats going, and I'm like, that's it, it's right there, and then I rarely, I rarely make it, Re- release the putter. That's it, man. So maybe but that's sometimes to a picture. I don't know. But, yeah. well, I was gonna say, Ben and I'll be playing, and like I won't realize it, but he'll be behind me, and he'll be like, dude, you are your hips are like facing you know, 10 feet left of the target line. So just something as simple as aligning, you know, in line with your line, how impactful that can be to where the putt's going to end up. That's me right now is, so I have a mirror and I, I get my alignment set off of this mirror, the, the putting mirror thing. And then I have one of those perfect putters or whatever that little thing is where the auto returns the ball. And it's just all, my whole putting game is just focused on staying on this line, aligning myself to it, and then just staying on line. And when I get out there and putt, I'm normally putting straight to a spot and then letting, just figuring out that speed and letting the, uh, the green do the work to the hole. That's kind of where I'm at. 
yeah, I think that's cool, very cool story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that's fair, Johnny. I think that's a good way to think about it. I think the argument there is if you're putting to a spot, then you start to lose focus on the hole, and you'll basically start to quote unquote make putt on that spot rather than making okay. putt in the hole. So that's that would be the the argument there. Yeah, it doesn't go in very often, so yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, so Benny, I, I gotta, I, I'm gonna dive a little bit deeper into the the practice breakdown, right? So, would you say 30, 40 minutes on putting is what you're saying? Joe's trying to get a leg up. He's no, trying to get I, a leg up on Johnny and I right now. No, yeah, let's I, go. I, I, I think, I think, I, what am I? I think I'm two and zero this year, three and zero against Gleason this year, and Andrew or okay, John, yeah, okay. You know it's coming. Uh-huh. It's coming, baby. <laughs> I, I, come on. So uh, I, it, well, I got to inter- interject. I got a new membership. It, it, this is all going to change, man. That's worth about <laughs> two, three strokes right there. Boom. Join yeah, a club. As soon as I signed on the dotted line, yeah. Should, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go. So, damn, you made me lose my shirt. Okay, I got it. So, Benny, my practice so I, I got i've got i have a membership as well big guy but it's an hour away so i can't get there every day right yeah but i do have a muni track right around the corner it's right next to east lake it's charlie yates it's i mean as far as the golf course goes i mean it's a muni track it, it is what it is but they got a driving range and they actually have a pretty decent little practice facility where it was an 18 hole course they converted uh i think the back nine into like apartment complexes but they kept two holes so they have a putting green with, you know, five or six flags. And then they have a really nice chipping uh, short game area. <clears throat> but the problem is, is I hate putting because the greens are typically fuzzy, right? They're a lot slower than what I'd normally play on. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where I would gauge them. So when I go, like you see me play, we played, you know, a couple of times last year and I'm blowing balls by the hole because speed's, speed's a, a thing, right? I'm practicing, you know six, seven, eight, nine footers and used to hitting them fairly firm. And I don't have it. So how do you, how do you, how would you coach someone that like that? That's my practice facility right now. Right. Yeah. What do I, um, what do I do on a slower green to actually like to, that would benefit me? Yeah. So on, you know, on a slower green or greens that are fuzzy like that, I mean, the hard part is finding consistency and, you know, making that repetitive. Now the metronome work still works, on the uh, slower greens Mm -hmm. so i would still work with a metronome uh your tempo would speed up a little which is going to speed the stroke of the putt up and speed the ball up off the putter face um but then learning how to transition when you get on faster greens i mean that's going to be a battle and it's still a battle for every golfer right everywhere we go the greens are different conditions are different every time and usually they're different at your home course every time you're out there being that you're an hour away so You've got to learn to transition, and that just comes with repetition, practice, and, you know, just spending time out there practicing, basically. But, you know, practicing and learning how to putt on slower greens. I mean, I grew up on Muni tracks in Ohio myself, and, you know, I'm blaming that for my shitty putting ability. (laughs) (laughs) We just call it, we just call that the increased gimme zone, right? That's it, right? Yeah, Yeah, give me that one. Yeah. But no, once you get the hang of it, I mean, once you really get the hang of the metronome and, you know, the feeling of that uh, tick-tock motion back and forth and being in rhythm, uh, like I said, it kind of takes 
you know, part of the equation away for you and free, frees you up a little bit with a putter, yeah, I feel. With so. The same tempo back as you're, you're going forward, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So, I mean, like along with the practice, you know, I feel like equipment plays a huge role in this and these are one, it's, it's one of those things It's getting so scientific. It makes just anybody, any normal person's head spin with the type of equipment. What type of club should I be swinging? What type of shaft do I need? Just all these different variables. Um, <clears throat> could you kind of just, since you're our guru, just bring us up to speed on kind of what the latest and greatest is around here and what you're liking, what you're not liking. Yeah. Before I mean, we uh, get there, Johnny, before we get there, Ben, real quick, can you tell us what set of clubs I showed up with on day one of lessons? And can you tell us what set of clubs Andrew showed up with day one of lessons? Uh, Joe showed up with some Nike slingshots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed up with the Nike, uh, the V blades or whatever those were. You could not get any further apart in equipment. I mean, yeah. Cavity back, graphite shaft, slingshots, and Tiger Woods stamped blades yes. for guys who are shooting 120. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the that's the thing right there. Like yes. Andrew took one approach, like I'm going to be like Tiger and just swing these bad boys, and Joe stole, was like, I stole my brother's clubs out of, out of the garage, and I was like, Hey, I, I need these. I got I got a lesson tomorrow, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so somewhere in between there, there lies a perfect harmony. What what, what is that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's obviously hard for guys that have never played golf. I mean, and being a teacher, I saw, you know, every every color of the spectrum on this. I mean, you get guys like you that show up with, you know, regular flex, graphite shaft, cavity backs, that swing it at 125 mile an hour with driver. And then, you know, you get the other side of it, these old ladies trying to hit these, you know, small cavities that probably need something a little lighter with a big cavity back and um, Andrew, you, know, you were the old lady with a small cavity. Just so I was just about to say was... that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, AJ. Yeah, but, I got the hard, yeah, hardest I mean, clubs to hit of all time. Let's yeah, I, I think I think my my uh, biggest piece of advice on this equipment side of things is you know find a local pro and go get fit for a set of golf clubs. I mean, the fitting is minimal if any cost at all most pros will do it for free because it gets them out of the bullshit lesson with the 75 year old woman that hits it nowhere <laughs> and you know to or if you're if you're going to order clubs i mean everybody wants to just go they want that like instant gratification right they want to go into golf uh, or the pga superstore or golf smith or wherever it may be buy a set of clubs and walk out and you know feel like a new man that day but it does not cost any extra money for a, for most stock equipment, right? You can go get a set of clubs bent upright or flat based on your swing path and lie angles. You can get extensions. You can get them cut down, custom grips. And grips may be an upcharge. There's a few shafts that are upcharges. But for the most part, custom fit golf clubs are not an upcharge, you know, holistically speed. So that is the biggest thing is go get fit for golf clubs. So Johnny, I don't know if Johnny, we talked about this a little bit, but literally anytime it comes to equipment, Andrew and I just call Ben and say, Hey, I need a new XYZ and it we, we got it. He already yeah. knows. He's seen us play enough sh- shitty rounds of golf that he knows exactly what we need. For sure. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, for sure. It's you know, that and that's the key is just just having someone in your corner that knows kind of what you like to do. I mean, Johnny, I'm sure you're you're a pretty charismatic dude. I'm sure you can go to sweet talk a golf pro a little bit and he'd hook you up with some dope equipment. And plus it would be 
at least closer fit for you rather than buying something off the shelf. I mean, you're not a small dude. You're pretty tall and obviously pretty athletic. You swing pretty hard. So, you know, off the shelf shit is not going to work for what you got in golf club. I got to flirt with the pro is what you're saying? I mean, it it (laughs) might not hurt. (laughs) Buy him a beer or something, man. Absolutely. Buy buy him a couple beers and just just hang out with him. I mean, that's what Gleason, Billick, and AMAC did. They just hung out with the golf pro and – you know, the good guys, the good players at Mirror Lake. And, you know, they were they were able to, you know, be around it, see it, and, you know, kind of get ingrained in the game. Yeah. Catch a, you catch a few hand-me-down clubs, too. I still got uh, a couple of Vokies in the, in, yes, sir. Uh, in the back that are, man, there's a, there's like a dot worn out in the middle. And some <laughs> people have come over to my house and are like, dude, you hit it that clean? I'm like, no, this is a hand-me-down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. That came from my guy who just flushes a, a fifty greenside like yeah like nobody's business. So. Yeah, I know Ben can not pick up a club for two months and then he'll roll out of bed and shoot even. <laughs> it sucks. It's fucking annoying. It's well, super <laughs> annoying. It's, I mean, it's so annoying. It, it's kind of like you guys in baseball, right? I mean, you guys can do that stuff in your sleep. You you know the baseball swing and all. You can throw baseballs, all that in your sleep. It's don't golf, worry, it's I, I sucked at that too. So. Right. <laughs> no, when you do it for thirty plus years, it's one of those things. It's almost like riding a bike. Now there are there's some there's some nuances of the game and short game stuff that give me fits to this day. But you know, for the most part, hitting a golf ball is not overly complicated. Good deal. Well, there you go. Uh, that's all there is to it. It's not that hard, right? It's not hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Benny. Johnny and I are going to carry over the tradition of the gauntlet. We're going to hit you, uh, Joe. Johnny and I are going to rapid fire golf related questions. And based on your answers, we're going to either approve or deny them when we edit this. Sounds good. Good. All right. I'm going to hit the boom. And then who wants, who wants to take the first question? Um, I'll go first. Boom. All right. Ready? All right. What is the diameter of your circle of trust? What's a gimme putt for you when you're playing with a group? Inside the grip. The grip. Ooh. Ooh. Stingy. There. <laughs> All right. Who's going to win first? Tony Finau or Ricky Fowler? Finau. I like that. I mean, he's right there, man. I mean, the dude's a stud. He hit the he's my boy. He is my boy. Yeah. Joe? Oh, I have to ask golf questions? <laughs> what the fuck? You're part of the show. You just said <laughs> me and Johnny are going to ask golf questions. I was you just going gonna... said Joe, too. I said Joe. Well, damn, man. All right. You said you had questions off. ready. Or you said you could Here, go t- Another just quick one oh, while boy. you're thinking, Joe. <laughs> uh, ben, um, what's in the bag right now? Um, specifically? Yeah, just give us a quick driver, three wood, iron set. Yeah, tailor made driver, tailor made five wood, tailor made irons, tailor made wedges, and a tailor made putter. <laughs> Damn, son, playing a tailor made ball? I am playing a tailor made ball as well. Do they pay you to say that? Uh, they use it, not <laughs> Benny, who shoots a 72 first, Gleason or me? Ooh, that was tough. I'm gonna, 
I'm going to say Gleason. He's no, no, oh, no way. No way. I heard that. Tell you where you can All stick right. that, that ding sound. Uh, gear, <laughs> golf gear, Adidas or Nike? Ooh. Oh, Nike. Yeah, Nike's too fresh, man. That check is just too fresh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Adidas makes really good stuff, but Nike's stuff is off the chain. And since they came out with Jordans, I'm oh, going yeah. Nike all the way. Hey, so have you guys seen this stuff on Instagram? Burlington Coat Factory? Has oh, yeah, like, has like random. Ridiculous, rare ass. Yeah, golf shoes. Like Dude, some snakeskin Jordans. What? Yes. Like they have these uh, Jordan 11s. That have this like it, they're green with a I don't know off white upper. The patent leather part is dark dark green, and it's like the snakeskin color. They got dude. They had all types of these exotic ass golf shoes, That's and they're selling them for nothing. Is it on the online right now? No, I, I gotta go in the store. Okay, I gotta go to the store. It's kind of hit or miss, so any, right. every location will be different. But I've seen it all over the place on the, online. Okay, shout out Burlington. Send us a check. <laughs> <laughs> Benny will be riding by there tomorrow. I will. I'm on it. A shout, Benny. Benny, there is uh, one golf-related product that they will no longer make ever, and you have the chance to stockpile it. What is it? I would have said old tour prestige golf balls, but that's that's long gone. Um, prestige, one, yeah, the tour Worldwide. prestige, phenomenal. One product, and I have the chance to stockpile it. They'll never make it again. I'd say a never going to make it again. wedge, sixty degree wedge. Can't get enough really? of it. Yeah, a sixty degree wedge. That's my bread and butter. Inside of a hundred, I'm I'm living with the sixty. If no one else is going to have it, that's a huge advantage. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. What are your all right? So it's probably is not even off topic, but what are your yardages? Like just quick rundown. Same. What do you typically hit driver? Yep. And, and yeah, so drivers two ninety to three hundred. Uh, five wood is like two fifty five to two sixty five. Uh, three irons two twenty. Four iron two ten. Five iron two hundred to two hundred five. Six iron. Uh, up to 190, seven iron up to 180, eight iron up to 170, nine iron to 160, wedge 145, uh, 50 degree wedge 135, 54 degree wedge 125, and 60 degree wedge 107. <laughs> 107, huh? That's absolute that. max, that max effort. <laughs> yeah. Benny, I put you in a situation on a golf course. That's, I mean, outside of like a, a two inch putt, right? Mm-hmm. Any, anything in the fairway or rough or whatever, million dollars, you hit the shot. If you don't, you never play golf again. What's that okay. shot? Well, what 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 is hit the shot mean? Do I have to just make contact? Because I mean, you can throw. No, it in. no. I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta throw a dart. Like you gotta put it inside five feet. So anything from a hundred and you know fifty in, you gotta put it inside you know four or five feet. I want 105 yards. I knew it. With your 60? Yep. Yeah, because I can oh, go max effort, and I can spin the spin the shit out of it and bring it back a couple feet, and that's my number. I knew the answer before I even asked. Yeah. 
105. I've seen it. I've seen it probably 300 times. <laughs> I'm just like, it's yeah. Stupid. You put me. In, you put me at 100 yards, and I'm just like, uh, here we go. Yeah. It could yeah, go. It show, could go 60, or it could go 150. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. What's the so that that number right there? I call that the go zone. So, Joe, what's your go zone number when you're when you when you lay up on a par five if you ever have to, or you hit a drive? You if have you, if the go zone. Hear, yeah, if I hear the word go zone, it's me with the big dog on a tee box on a par five. It's go time, baby. Okay, <laughs> I am ripping. I mean, I'm ripping. I'm in my mind. I'm envisioning a, a just a nice little baby draw. And then it usually balloons out to the right about 75 <laughs> yards. So the go zone might be the go zone might be like 180 from the other fairway. And I'm my money at that shot because I've hit it about a million times. <laughs> Andrew, what's your go zone? Uh, I like my eight or nine. Like, I, I don't know what it, I'm not comfortable enough with all my wedges. Like Joe said earlier, I could hit it perfect or I could skull it and blow it 150 yards. Yeah. But yeah. show could last a long wedge. time. So one of us, I mean, we, we this yeah, might yeah. be like a infinite running show until one of us reaches scratch. <laughs> uh, it's a quest. So much hey, work. hey, let me let me ask you guys a question here. What? So let's say we're on a par five. Um, pro- greens protected by water, all in the front. Right, we're hitting our second shot into the green. What number? Do you guys have to have into that green to go for it? So is it like 250 I'm going? Is it 220 I'm going? Is it 280 I'm going? I mean, is it like like this this little moat in front of the green? It's right up next to the green? or Yeah, and it's dog. It's wall-to-wall water. It's not like a little oh, moat. Got to hit the green. You you got to fly it all the way home. No trouble, no, no relief right or left. No, 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 no. It, Good question. Yeah, you got to get home. I think okay. like two, at the US 240, Open. 250. I don't Dude, think that, I would. That's confident. I was going to say 240. Like, that's the most, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, think that's a good comfort number. Oh, the most? Or what number we have the most confidence in? No, no, no. What's the most? Oh. So, how far? Like, if you're 260, are you ripping right then? I mean, I would if I didn't just cave my three wood face in. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm no longer with a three wood. My, the, you know, I've got that five wood that's a hand me down with a three three wood oh, shaft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that thing, dude, it it does nothing but just little baby draw. It's fantastic. It's a I mean, I can have I could not touch a club for six weeks and hit a small baby draw, two forty, two fifty with that thing every time. Like I, I'll, there's days. So where what's the yardage? I mean, I mean. <laughs> Uh, max yardage, like if it's if it's if it's two fifty five, two sixty to the pin, and I've got a little bit of relief, maybe. So I'd say probably max is two fifty, two forty. Okay, yeah. And I still don't feel confident on a par five. I'm probably like, yeah, it depends where I'm at in the game. Okay, so same question, but you're not. That's this is number eighteen, and you're two over. What number now? <laughs> you got it, man. And I'm this is and I'm, two, I'm two over. So yeah. so let me let me ask you this: Have I ever broken eighty before this day? No, you guys are right right now. Like let's say this is tomorrow. You're two you, over. You already 80. know my answer. You already. You know. have to go for it. 
I'm fucking going for it. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am ripping. I am. If I'm two over, there's nothing going wrong for me that day. I'm going for it. <laughs> I, I, I am. I, I might even close my eyes and swing. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Good questions. We. I, I mean, I know this is our first episode, but it's the first time I've ever heard a, a, a guest come back with a question. In the Dude, I like the. the uh, I like the situational golf questions. Those are like those that. are legit. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Yeah. You guys asked me a pretty good one. Uh, what was it like? One seventy in a fairway bunker. What are you hitting? Yeah, a little bit of wind in your face. What are you hitting, Ben? Uh, I'm probably gonna choke down on a six iron. Yeah, pick it. Uh, yeah, pick it. Probably hit a little flat draw in there. I don't yeah, yeah. Think to hit it very high. Just a little so. flat draw. Yeah, flat yeah, draw right up on deck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how many times? How many times have you guys hit a shot and you just take a step back and go? In my mind, I saw that going completely differently. Like almost every shot. Yeah, I mean, every round. At least. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a goal this year. So, like you know, we've been scouring our phones for shots of us hitting golf balls and for content. So I went through and I went through Sarah's phone because she's playing with me, and so she's the one videoing me all the time, and. Dude, after every shot, I go swing, hit the ball. Ah, oh, geez. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately after. Oh, oh. So I'm just trying not to say anything until I actually can see what the fuck's happening. <laughs> Dude, I would love just a running loop of, of those sound bites. Yeah. Oh, 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 boy. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny. Have you got yeah. any? Have you got a hole in one or a double eagle? Man, no. Neither. I've been so, I've been two inches from a hole in one. That's it. Yeah. So so let me ask you guys this, uh, Joe, Andrew. You guys don't have either one, do you? Nope. Okay. So what's higher on your list, a hole in one or a double eagle? It's an ace. It's an Is ace it? for sure. It's Absolutely. an ace, but it's got to be a legit par three. Like I don't want it to be like 130 yards and I'm above the green or something stupid like that. I don't yeah. care if it's a 40-yard par three. Uh, <laughs> if I get an ace, you're going to hear about it till the Th- day you die. Thank you, Joe. That shit goes <laughs> the I'm matter. counting it all day. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Benny, yeah, what's, yeah. what's, the, the, yeah. what's the most like memorable shot? Because I've got a few, but like one that you're just like, that was, I mean, you, you'll never forget. Like You tell stories about it. Like, What's that one shot? For me? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I was playing in a uh, junior tournament in Ohio. I was 17 years old. I'm leading the tournament. Um, I can I can still picture every second of the shot. So I hit it left in the trees. I've got like 175 into a green, and the green sits just kind of like I was talking. There's water out in front and kind of left and right. Um, and then the green slopes back to front. And basically, I'm in the left trees, just absolute jail. And uh, take six iron from my caddy and he's like where are you going with that and i look up and i said there's a hole right there he's like there's zero chance you're gonna hand (laughs) and i was like just scoot back and watch so he scoots back i mean 17 years old i was full of testosterone ready to go so i hit this shot and it comes out absolutely perfect and goes dead through the center of that hole and for anybody who has played with me knows like my cut is like a three-yard draw but for some reason this ball actually cut like 10 feet right 
and literally covers the flag stick. I hit it to about six feet and made birdie out of jail there. That's so that's like, that's one of the best shots I think I ever hit in my life or, you know, maybe a par, par three shot. You know, I've had a couple of ones in my career, but par three to win a big money scramble. I hit it to about six feet on the last hole with about 300 people standing around. That was pretty cool. That's great. Hell yeah. All right, Ben, before we get out of here, what is your, what's your lowest you've shot? Uh, 63, uh, no, I'm sorry, 62 on a par 73 up in Ohio. So 11 under with a three putt. So stupid. You were on, you were on 59 alert for a couple holes there. Johnny, I shot 29 on the front and then (laughs) par 10, 11, 12. I three putt 13 for par. Lip out 14, lip out 15, and then birdie 16, 17, 18 come in. And God, you were man. really on 59 alert. Oh, I, th- I thought, and the course record at that golf course. So it was just a super, like, super tricked up golf course. Every shot was a blind shot, and it was my home course. I worked there on the grounds crew, and I knew every nook and cranny. So I knew every shortcut and every tree to hit it over. I'm telling you what, the course record was awesome. 67 going into that day, and I got, we got nine holes in. Rain delay, so I sat in the clubhouse for three hours because I wasn't leaving until I finished that round. I was playing with the <laughs> superintendent, the owner of the course, and the head pro at the time. So we all sat in there, hung out, had lunch, drank a couple beers, and then went back out and finished it off. So that course record stood until the golf course was sold, and the guy that bought it ended up basically bulldozing the whole place and turned it into a tree farm. Damn. Tight. Yeah. Fucking hippie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right, cool, Yeah. Well, Ben, appreciate you taking time to hop on with us and, and enlighten some of our first time listeners. Uh, more on Scratch Quest future episodes. We're trying to line up some more buddies who either teach the game or equip, know a lot about equipment, guys who are scratch golfers, trying to line up a few pros. We don't know if we can get them but we're gonna try um no i enjoyed it guys i appreciate you guys having me on here for sure thanks benny awesome man boys see you man